0: hello everyone. welcome to the episode 79 of Solid Saturday. The guest we have today, Jay Feldman, is an osteopathic medical doctor, investor and serial entrepreneur. In addition to owning multiple seven figure companies, Jay is the host of Mentors Collective podcast. He has been featured in business Insider entrepreneur.com and Inc for his success in businesses. So let's just welcome him and hear more about his career journey. How did he find his area of interest and managing to lead that? Hello Jay, very happy to have you on the show and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show.
1: Happy to be here. Thank you for having me and let's have some fun.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. and really appreciate it. So moving towards our first section, which is more about passion or the interest. So the first question that we always ask to the guest is that, you know, how did you find your area of interest in medicine and what steps did you take to pursue that passion or find a particular field in the medicine field and what motivates you to be where you are today?
1: Sure. Great question. Um, so unlike a lot of the people that I went to medical school with, I did not have any doctors in my family. I actually kind of stumbled onto it by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, my freshman year of college, I was a psychology major because I had no idea what I wanted to do and ended up getting dragged into the hospital working as an emergency room scribe because one of my friends that I played volleyball with did that and absolutely fell in love with the, the learning and being able to heal and interact with people. Uh-huh. Uh, all of the reasons that people should want to go into medicine. And the more that I studied science and biology and healing and medicine, I fell in love with the, the subject matter. Uh, And that's really what drove my interest. And once I get my mind set on something, Mm -hmm. I I won't stop until I achieve it. Uh, Mm -hmm. My problem is that once I achieve it, I get bored and I go do something else. Um, Mm -hmm. But the medical field is really amazing. The subject matter is amazing. Being able to have the knowledge and power to heal people is amazing. Um, But really that the drive comes from internally really it's self-motivation like I said I didn't have any family doctors in the family it was me setting my mind to medicine and deciding to pursue it until I until I did it and I had a lot of failures along the way uh, a lot of failures afterwards but ended up you know achieving what I set out to do
0: Mm -hmm. oh wow that's great actually so you actually got the real practical experience to find your passion so that is a Um, advantage, I guess, maximum you get the real experiences, you can find your interest or the passion way earlier than just only studying the academic screen. So uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And moving towards our next segment is questions from the audience, where I have shortlisted a couple of questions for you. And the first question that we have is, what do you think about American primary healthcare delivery? That is, status quo, total private systems, and national health insurance.
1: So, like I said, I fell in love with the subject matter of medicine and healing. Uh, it, was a, it wasn't was until I graduated medical school that I started to kind of hate it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for the reasons that you just mentioned, what do I think about, you know, healthcare administration, uh, the pharmaceutical industry's grasp over the American healthcare system and what it allows doctors to do? It, it's no secret that the healthcare system is broken. Uh, the solution is not as simple as people think. I, I don't know what the solution is, uh, but you can kind of identify where it's broken. Uh, you know, there's, there's too much responsibility put on doctors to document every little thing as critically as possible, or else they're liable for losing their medical license and million-dollar lawsuits. And that forces doctors to practice in a certain way that we don't want to practice. That we shouldn't have to be forced to practice. in. it forces us to spend too much time on a computer. And then on the other side of this, you've got the pharmaceutical industry and the hospital administrators saying what you can and can't do for patients depending on their insurance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so now you're stuck at a computer and you can't practice the medicine that you believe in that is right for that patient. And mm-hmm. it's left doctors in a really precarious spot. And that's one of the reasons I, I no longer practice clinically. Um, one of my major passions and always has been as alternative medicine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think Western medicine has shamed alternative medicine and has dismissed it uh, for various reasons, including research and and money that's backing it. But mm-hmm. it, it's, it's broken. Everyone knows it's broken. No one knows how to fix it. So that's what I'm set out to do.
0: Uh-huh. That's great, actually. And uh, the way you are mentioning, as you know, there is a lot of things that has kind of a burden on the doctor's. And I can completely agree on that point, where you know we are also trying to get AI introduced into the healthcare so that it can be helpful uh, to the doctors as well. So let's see how we can you know have that uh, common point or the integration between the technology and the healthcare systems. So thank you so much for sharing that. And the next question that we have under the same segment is that: What are the negative aspects of being a doctor? And what impact do you want to have on the medical profession?
1: Sure. So two very different questions packaged in there. The, the first one I kind of touched on in the first part, but let's just talk about all the horrible reasons there, there are to be a doctor
0: uh, uh-huh.
1: because there's a, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad. And in full transparency, it, it depends what field you're in. Sometimes the good outweighs the bad. Sometimes the bad outweighs the good. And sometimes the situation getting worse, like for primary care physicians in America, uh-huh. uh, you have physician assistants and, uh, and nurses that are coming up and taking over a lot of the roles that those primary care doctors traditionally filled. And it's going to lead to less jobs, lower pay, and Mm -hmm. not as fun work to do. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you're an orthopedic or a plastic surgeon, life is good, but it takes 14, 15 years to get there, depending on the route that you take. Uh, So is that worth it? Um, So all the bad things about being a doctor, let's talk about primary care specifically, because that's where most doctors practice. It's either as an internal medicine physician, a family medicine physician, and we'll even lump emergency medicine within that, and Mm -hmm. pediatrics. The pay, not very good. People, there's a common misconception that all doctors are rich, they are not. Primary care doctors average, let's say generously, $200,000 per year as a salary. Mm -hmm. If you live in New York or California, you take 40% right off the top of that. Uh, Now you're left with $120,000 a year malpractice insurance, uh, student loans. You, guess how much my student loans are. This will be a fun game. Mm-hmm. I want you to guess how much, how much I owe in student debt.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It is expensive, actually, because I also did master's here, and that was expensive. So how was that?
1: Yes, put out a number. This will be fun.
0: Uh, it's like um, 100K or something? Higher. Higher. <laughs> Higher than that? Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: it, it's, it's more than $400,000 <laughs> wow. right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: more than $400,000. So if I'm earning a salary of 200,000, and I have to pay the full amount back every month, mm-hmm. that's 20 to $30,000 a month in student loan repayments. Uh, now, as an entrepreneur, now I don't have to do that. I'm on a, a, a strategic accounting plan where I only have to pay uh, about $5,000 per month instead of <laughs> the 20. Uh, so that's beneficial. Uh, but as a primary care doctor, now you're only taking home less than six figures per year which uh-huh. after all of that training is not very good, not very good. And that covers most of doctors. I think it's 70% of doctors fall into that bucket. Uh, so if you want to make a lot of money, this is not the career for you, especially not in America. And it's hard work. It's, it's a lot of note-taking. It's a lot of liability risk. Uh-huh. Uh, you're always on the verge of being sued. Uh-huh. You're always having to triple check your notes, work overtime, uh-huh. And there's an emotional risk damage that comes with it especially being in a hospital every day it sucks a little bit of your soul out to be surrounded by all of that suffering and trauma and pain Mm -hmm. and having to to say no to people who need your help and having to tell families that somebody's sick and dying it's a it's a draining process and god bless everybody that goes in there to do it day after day seriously god bless them
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but those are those are the drawbacks that you're kind of signing up for when you're going into going into the medical field and people don't tell you all these things right away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone wants to to raise a doctor. Parents, mo- mothers, fathers mm-hmm. are, are encouraging their sons and daughters to be doctors because it's a it's a noble profession. There's not many of those left. I understand that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. But it
1: it's a lifestyle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And what impact do you want to have on the medical profession? that right.
1: Um, So like I said, I'm very passionate about alternative medicine. I think it's way undervalued on the West, the East, obviously not so much. Mm -hmm. And the main reasoning there, I believe, is because all of the funding for research that happens on the West Mm -hmm. is funded by pharmaceutical companies to push the drugs that they're creating and the treatments that they're creating. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at these double blind placebo controlled studies with 5,000 participants, they don't happen for alternative medicine ever. Uh, because there's no financial incentive for them to prove that turmeric works for them to prove that fish oil works. So mm-hmm. it's all small studies that have a lot of confounders that are con- contradicting each other. So mm-hmm. my, my goal is to educate. I want to blow the lid off this thing and help people incorporate more alternative medicine into their lives and live a healthier lifestyle without having to push pills down your throat. Uh, there's a lot of amazing things that you can do. Uh, mm-hmm. that that don't involve you ever having to see a doctor. Yes. I mean, terminal disease, people who are very sick, Western mm-hmm. medicine is a miracle. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's that guys, there's so much more out there and the stuff works despite what a lot of doctors tell you, mm-hmm. Not everything works for everyone. And some things are total junk. So you have to really be able to sift through it and know who the experts are. Uh, I wouldn't even consider myself one, but I follow lots of experts and mm-hmm. I, I, I digest everything from every angle, from the west, from the east, from the the research base to the plant based and the animal based, uh, and that's the best thing that you can do is educate yourself and ex- experiment with things that are not going to hurt you but potentially make you better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. That's a very valid point actually. That you have to experiment to get better at something. So thank you so much for sharing, and that was really very useful and insightful. Moving towards our next segment, it is kind of a fun segment where I'm going to give you three keywords, which are more or associated with your profile. And you have to tell me kind of a replacement word or whatever comes to your mind after listening to those words. So are you ready?
1: You're going to say a word based on my I profile and then I'm going to give back after, a word.
0: Yeah, you, have, you can just replace the word with something or you can just tell me like a short definition or whatever comes to your mind whenever you hear those words.
1: Okay, can yeah. we play a game?
0: Lot more associated with your, your profile actually, what you do. So, are you ready? Yes. Yeah, so the first word is doctor.
1: <laughs> uh, medicine.
0: Uh, second word is investor.
1: Cryptocurrency.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the third word is entrepreneur. Otter PR. Okay, so, so you, you gave me like a very professional answer, actually. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, moving towards our next segment is about exploring your career work and volunteering. But as we covered a couple of things related to the medicine, actually, I'm going to, uh, you no, know, segment is, is more over like about your volunteering work, actually, that I came across. So you have worked as a medical volunteer for three years. Would you like to share more about it? And why do you think volunteering is important?
1: Sure. Uh, And for anyone who's thinking about a career in medicine, it's not optional. This is required. You have to volunteer. And there's a reason for it. It's enlightening. It's an amazing experience. You get to go and see people who really need your help and give back to the world and learn from others in your field. And you need to find a volunteer experience. And I I found a great one. I would love to share it with you. Um, I volunteered with remote area medical, and this is when I was very young, still in high school, uh, Mm -hmm. high school, high school and college. And we went around the country, the United States to very low income areas with, with specifically in the Midwest Uh where people didn't have doctors. They didn't get regular checkups. They didn't have dentists. They didn't have ophthalmologists. Mm -hmm. And we set up tents, we set up camp and and schools Mm -hmm. and they lined up to come get free medical care to come get Shots to come, get their wounds looked at, to come get free dental work, to come get their eyes checked out, and I I, I wore a lot of hats there. Obviously, I wasn't a, a licensed healthcare practitioner at the time, mm-hmm. so I wasn't able to actually provide healthcare. But I spent a lot of time watching and mm-hmm. talking to them, and interviewing them, uh, learning about their life, learning about the their their problems, their diseases that they haven't been able to see any medical professionals for, and it was very enlightening and. Uh, That is one of the reasons that I ended up going into primary care after, after medical school, Uh Um, wanted to help these types of people with really basic stuff that happens to everybody that they can't seem to get help for. And that, that kind of led me along the way to other volunteer experiences, but that was the most profound. Uh Um, After that, it was more professional volunteering galas and business stuff. Um, But for anyone looking to get a, in the medical career that is an absolutely amazing experience i know a lot of people volunteer in hospitals doing uh like patient uh, carrying work carrying them around mm-hmm. uh, in the emergency room doing various duties i think that's an amazing experience too
0: mm-hmm. wow that's great actually and the other side that you mentioned right you got the real experiences as well as it's kind of uh, when you get into the people through the volunteering experiences actually you learn from a lot of diverse people as well and grow so that is a very important aspect of volunteering because you are not restricting yourself um, first place because it is volunteering and uh, it gives you an immense opportunity to explore that particular field yeah so thank you so much for sharing that and the next segment that we have is a tips and advice you already mentioned so many things related to the medicine and the doctor What are the challenges associated with it, as well as how expensive it is. And it is the way actually when I was growing, uh, I always like, you know, see this doctor or the medicine field as a family business. I never saw it like, you know, anybody can start it now and establish as the well famous doctor. So it takes a lot of hardships and a lot of work, as well as as you mentioned, it is a lot more expensive. So, any tips or advice would you like to give to the students or the professionals who are looking to get into this medicine field and grow in it and looking at this as their long term career option?
1: Absolutely, I uh, love this topic. Anyone who's looking to get into the healthcare as a field. Uh, needs to think very hard about themselves and be very real with who they are and what kind of life that they want to live nowadays okay. primary care doctors don't make much more than physicians assistants now called physicians associates mm-hmm. maybe that's a better career for you where you actually get to do procedures and get to uh, jump different professions it's a almost an equally good good and respectable job as, as being a doctor so i would say even better okay. uh, it's so a lot of people get pressured to be a doctor because of the the nobility and the historical context around being a doctor. Uh-huh. But I, I will say, it is not the job that it used to be. And if you ask kids growing up now in America what what their number one job is, what they want to do when they grow up, guess what it is. This, what do you think it is?
0: Is it a doctor?
1: No, it's a YouTuber.
0: Oh, they want to I- be a they, yeah. Want, yeah. they want to
1: be a YouTuber. It's, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> our generation is all about lifestyle. And if, if you value lifestyle, if you want to live a uh-huh. life of, with freedom and friends, uh, med- medicine might not be the career for you. Now, if you're dead set on being a plastic surgeon, orthopedic surgeon, uh, I know a lot of them, uh, all of them, you know, you don't, you don't become one until your late 40s that are uh-huh. very happy, very, very happy. Um, but it takes a long time. It takes a lot of hard work, and you have to sacrifice your youth. Um, but for some, it's worth it at the end. So go shadow. That's my biggest thing. Go find somebody who does what you want to do, and mm. go go follow them for as long as you possibly can. And mm. don't just look at their day to day in the office. Look at what their life looks like. And mm. if you meet enough of these people and follow enough of them, you're going to notice some patterns emerging. A lot of them live similar lives. A lot of them are the same level of happiness. A mm. lot of them are the same in the same place socially a lot of them have a similar personality and that doesn't happen by chance that happens because of patterns emerging from similar tracks in life it's a a long hard journey with emotional beat down and I, I apologize for crushing everybody's dreams who's listening because I, I feel like i'm just negging it the whole time but it, it you know it, it's an amazing career for people who want to heal uh-huh. it's a horrible career for people who go into it for the wrong reason uh-huh. and that's 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 the moral of the story. Uh, I know a lot of people who went into it for the wrong reason uh, or expected something that it was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that's you know myself included. I expected something that it was not. And I should have put more time in upfront. Luckily for me, I found a way to use what I've learned and build a life around it, doing health influencing, health coaching, uh, video courses, and working one-on-one with people, practicing the medicine that I wanna practice. But that's a very entrepreneurial endeavor.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And this it, is like a very uh, true statement, actually. I think, irrespective of any area that you said, that you know, look yes. for what reason you are getting into that field, actually. So, if you are getting for the wrong reason, definitely you are not uh, following your passion and getting into the right direction to grow in that particular field. Yeah, uh, it's oh, so, yeah, yeah. So, so thank sorry, you it, for sharing that. And I'm really enjoying this conversation, but with the time limit, uh, we are moving towards the closure segment, which is more or about leadership. And uh, no doubt you are truly leading your passion because um, you have fa- found your ways actually, how you can be stable in that this particular field, as well as how you can keep your interest going as well in this particular field. So you are truly, you are, Like leading your area of interest. So, what is your leadership style, and any specific leader that you always follow and admire, and why?
1: Sure. And leadership wasn't something that really became important to me uh, because I wasn't a a quote-unquote leader for a long time. Uh Uh, But then realized how important it really is. And as a doctor, for people who have finished residency and now you're commanding a team,
0: Uh
1: team. I highly recommend reading and studying about leadership strategies and how to talk to people that you're working with, how to interact with people that you're working with. My leadership style is very Mm -hmm. hands-off. I like, and I I'll be quite frank. I was a bad leader about a year ago before Mm -hmm. actually studying leadership and how to interact with your team. Cause now I I run a, I run a company with 32 people. Uh, I'm in an, I'm in an office most days and being a, a leader really it, it, the context is different. Now Is a, yeah, I'm a different type of leader than I was back in residency, for say, And it, it's really about people. And uh-huh. that's the biggest piece of advice I have, is if you're bad at, with people, you're not going to be a good leader. Uh-huh. So study people, read lots of books. Uh, I watch lots of YouTube videos. I've taken courses on leadership. Uh, Uh, so that's what I would recommend people do. My leadership style doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter to your audience Uh unless you're you're working for me. Um, you'll find your own leadership style, but you won't even know what that is until you take a step back Uh and actually think about what is leadership. What does it mean to me? How can I get better at it? How was I asking people that you're around or that you work for what their opinion is, or if they have any constructive feedback about you as a leader, Uh very helpful. But that that's my advice is, if you're going to be a leader, which doctors are leaders, uh-huh. they're, they're, they're leading a whole medical team, learn leadership. Take a, take a, a month out of your time to study leadership. You, you've studied so much medicine. You've studied so much books. I promise you can, you can spare the time to study something else other than medicine, and that's one of the things I love to teach. There's lots of stuff out there other than medicine that makes you a better human. And those uh-huh. things that make you a better human, make you a better doctor, they make you a better entrepreneur, they mm-hmm. make you a better lover, they make you a better friend.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: leader, studying leadership is just one of those things.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And any leader that you follow or admire and what?
1: Tony Robbins. Um, uh-huh. his, his style of communicating with people uh-huh. and working with people. One of my best friends, Jesse Henry, used to work directly under him uh-huh. as one of his, uh, his associates and used to talk to me all the time about his leadership skills and what he learned there. And that, that's a leader that I, I respect. I try to emulate his behavior when he talks to people and he interacts with people. Uh, so that's what, uh, so that's one that I definitely recommend everybody start to consume, uh, start to watch what he does and see if you can emulate Tony, you'll be the, the best leader in the world.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. And I think you have given real practical way of, you know, how you, one can get into the leadership side side as well. So thank you so much for sharing and I really enjoyed this conversation and hope that audience can get inspired from your learnings as well. So thank you so much and uh, bye for now.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Yeah, thank you. All right, so this is all about Jay Feldman and how he is managing to lead his area of expertise. It shows completely because he is a doctor as well as he is an entrepreneur and investor. So definitely you are going to get inspired by this particular episode. Before we close, as per our tradition, as we are talking a lot more about healthcare and uh, human beings, wellness of the human beings, um, I'm going to close today's episode with a closure quote from Mother Teresa, which says, The greatest disease in the West today is not tuberculosis or leprosy. It is being unwanted, unloved and uncared for. We can cure physical diseases with medicine, but the only cure for loneliness, despair and hopelessness is love. There are many in the world who are dying for a piece of bread, but there are many more dying for a little love. The poverty in the West is a different kind of poverty. It is not only a poverty of loneliness, but also of spirituality. There's a hunger for love as there is a hunger for a God. So on that quote, we are closing today's episode. See you guys in the next episode. Until we meet, happy leading. Let's lead together. Stay safe. Bye for now.